it's good when life doesn't work for you. It's true. It's good when life doesn't give you what you want, or and otherwise you don't grow. You don't go deep. You don't go inside. And it's so much that it's so easy to live on the outside, even if it's not pleasant. Because the rest you just make up. You make up in dreams, in order to stay stay outside. Like, I mean, really, ultimately, there's no outside, or or even inside for the self. But while we have the strong feeling of identity, you know, our life is kind of a life of exile, really. Like you're not really sitting inside your own heart in a comfortable way. So the energy is always going out, and when you're living with this very shallow, very limited identity. The life is full of projections and expectations and attachments and memories and it's, these are not the true life of consciousness. Mm. Consciousness should not be relating to memory and future and attachments and identity. These are not the. That's not the perfume of the consciousness, isn't it? So when we're in that mode, being consciousness ourselves, but we're in the mode of personhood, then your life has to crash. It has to. Be filled with some disappointment, some some struggle, some hardship. But because it's not meant to be lived at that level, that's why we become unhappy. Mm. Because the happiness is a natural state of consciousness. If you're unhappy, it's not because things. It's just oh, life is so hard. It's like you're not getting the point. It's like you're missing the point. We're so missing the point, also too. That is not really, you know, about coming here and you know having a successful living and having fun, <laughs> making friends, and you know having a family and die. <laughs> I mean, of course, it cannot be such a. Anyone who sat a bit and really contemplated a bit, you must know that it's much more than that. Something must be a greater point than being alive. And searching for a job, and you know, trying to for people to approve of you, and all. It, it must be much more than that. Mm. Even having a child, or whatever, whatever you have, even the children, which is in the human projection, is like it's like the highest form of magic. Out of you, a mini you is born. Mm. Well, look at that, you know. And that's the you know, in a sense, but even that after some while. It loses the, the 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 romantic sparkle and stuff. Okay, that goes, and the reality of this is still it's a kind of beauty. It's just a truth also, but still more than that. And if I see people give up their life, if I see people give up, in a sense, you just become a mother, you just become a father, you just become said. What is this? Because for many years ago, I I was joking a bit, say, you know, if somebody starts a new relationship, we don't see them for six months mostly, and you know, in those days, now it's different because you're kind of living here more with me, and this is different a bit, no? You have a new relationship, we don't see you for six months. If you if you have a child, we get married, we don't see you for six years, because this is the the strong. Pools of the human expression of consciousness. That's what we want from life. You want, 
a partner who, you know, sort of like, you know, sees you in a very high level, but still personal. And uh, in, in fact, you don't want to be seen impersonally. You want very much to be seen personal, but special person. And uh, all the things to do with egoic identity and pride and insecurities, all of this become just such a powerful world picture. So your dreams are crashing, and your relationships are crashing, and you don't have <coughs> a voice or a presence around you who can have a different perspective to say, "But you know, this is not as bad as you think." You know. You know. Have you thought that even in the most powerful tragedies of your life, can you see any gift in it? Can you see anything to be grateful for, even? Because you forget, you know. And often when life thumps you in the stomach, deep through the barrier of your own solar plexus hits you, and you're thrown into some and and you're forced, you know, not by your own free choosing, but you're compelled to look deeper. Not just to look deeper, but to be established more deeply. And you begin to feel the the vibration of the infinite how can you say i regret it's like you've never been more alive but sometimes your personal dream has to crash because it's always a limitation everything we choose from a person is a limitation it's such a it's such a it's so it's so cheap actually not your children are cheap, your family, not this in themselves, but what you make these things to be in your mind becomes cheap. I was looking through the book today, some notes Omkara said from the from our talks, and one thing I said was Truth is simple, but the one who seeks truth is very complex. Truth is simple, but the seeker of truth is very complex. And we are, we are really living in our complexity. We don't really see the simplicity of the truth, which is also at the core of our being. So this is why I don't feel sorry for people, not in that way. I feel love and, uh, and learn also from, from human situations, and all these things. But to feel sorry would really be dishonourable to life, to feel sorry for a human being. You know, because in everything there is an opportunity for a new opening, and for a deeper level of openness. But we miss the point all the time, because guess what? We go for the victim position. Oh, life did this to me, and it's just so tiring. You know? So she says, but life did this to me. Life crashed my dreams. Thank you. You know? Why we don't say thank you? For me, I say thank you. Thank you and gratitude is the greatest sadhana. Because if you have this attitude of saying thank you, you know, not mechanically thank you, thank you, thank you, you know, but a felt thank you, because your eyes are open, your heart is open, mind open, and you look at life, it's your life. And you say thank you, you know, thank you that I'm here, that I can experience 
these things. And this life, the, the, the terrestrial existence, the dynamic existence, the everyday existence, is a wonderful miracle also. Because through this, if your intelligence is properly applied, you can see the divine in in all its beauty here also. Even in difficult things, painful things, they're only painful and continue to be painful because we continue to, to occupy the position of just a this single personal entity. And that's where the pain comes from, not from the existence itself. Comes from the existence as well, a little bit. Mm. But we seal the deal with our own, you know, interpretations. You know, what I would call um, premature judgments and so on. It's just such a fantastic existence. You know, even in this most in its most well, even if I said that the life would would be appearing in its most trivial way, you know, which is not true to life. Life cannot be trivial. It's just our 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 attitude to it might be trivial. But even in that attitude, the divine is shining through it. It's just but the key is to understand yourself. Everybody studies the world, but nobody studies themselves. And without studying yourself, the world you see is a complete concoction. One has to study oneself. You say, well, how can I study myself? You can be locked in a cupboard for half your life. If you study yourself, you know everything about existence. Somebody can close you in a room, you don't even see daylight, but if you introvert your attention into your heart and contemplate there, you'll be a Buddha. You'll know everything there is to know. Actually, there's nothing to know more important than to somehow understand what is here, when you have the natural feeling of existence. What is it that exists that you call existing? And what is it that you call I? And if they are two or one, and if they are one, what knows the one? Just quickly, quickly come to the point. In fact, the sign of spiritual maturity is when you can come to the quintessence of all inquiry and knowledge in three, two, one, even like this. You don't have to go through some lengthy back beating and uh, you know so much self-torture, that quickly you can come to the point, quickly. At a certain point, even this thing about bringing your attention back to, to the emptiness of Self, even that is phenomenal, you know, because someone is going to hear my words and know that it's already fulfilled. But that one is already established in that. It's, it's sometimes you only need to be reminded you're you are you are the miracle itself you the existence i mean is the miracle itself if existence 
is manifesting as the dynamic you. If the pure Supreme is expressing itself, it paints a portrait of itself called you. And it does it for a reason. When we were saying yesterday, like every single person sitting here could not not be here. You understand? You could not not be here. You didn't plan to be here. You didn't plan to sit where you're sitting. But it's an energy that's placed this body where it's meant to be. And these ears in the proximity of what it needs to hear or whatever. And each life expression is interrelated to all the other positions of consciousness, like a kind of tapestry of consciousness. These things you'll come to know very easily. They come not through study, but just through the introversion of the attention and keeping the the attention into into the sense of presence until it until the flower of the consciousness opens you see if you put your attention on the consciousness it is compelled to open its flower it cannot resist if you are single minded in your attention to put your focus on the self, spiritual consciousness has to open them. The petals have to open, and then the perfume that's emitting out of that. You won't want anything. And these are the simple things there. Try to remind, encourage you also to just do these simple things. What you're doing really is really looking into a kind of metaphorical mirror to understand yourself that you are not the reflection. You perceive the reflection and the image of the reflection, but you yourself have no form. What kind of talk is that? Using the phenomenon to perceive the nominon, the non-phenomenal thing. And the miracle of it, everything, is that as we are speaking, it's not a forecast of what you are to do. That somehow, if your heart is in a is in a position of yes. Your seeing is immediate. You can see. This is the highest sadhana, I would say, is that instantaneously, as we are speaking, some intelligence inside scans to see if it confirms. It's not words and concepts, but but energetic resonance is knowledge. Somehow you are in affinity with that vibration. And through that simple vibration, somehow, knowledge comes if it needs to. Knowledge is highly valid in the human kingdom, because we are, in fact, coming from a position of ignorance. If you are based your identity only as a person, then you feel that you lack knowledge. 
and we'll worship knowledge. But most of our knowledge is kind of what I call objective, phenomenal knowledge. When the sages they speak about knowledge, they're not talking about a quantity of information. They're speaking about direct perception, which that which is perceived is not other than what the perceiver is. But don't give these things to your mind. There's a time when you can listen in an open field of just yesness, you see. You can have this this attitude of yes. Me yes means I'm open to that to the infinite allness that is to remove any notion of separateness. And somehow, automatically, spontaneously, something is absorbing the, the current of separation is being absorbed. You don't know anything, you don't have the sense I know anything, because when you move beyond the field of phenomenal knowledge, you don't have the sense you know anything. And that is knowledge. To not know something, you are just left as being. When you're a being, you're free. You have no hang-ups, you have nothing to suffer from, nothing to get, nothing to lose, nothing to change, nothing to collect, nothing to hold, nothing to aspire to. It's finished. You have burst that bubble, or it has burst. How should you be in this type of thing? You cannot listen just with your head like you're in university. The university mind won't do. In another mind, very open, very humble mind, to say simple, to really respond to the Supreme like a child, a child's way, just to say, Yes, I want this. Please remove this from me, or something. Even you don't have to say, Teach me how to do this. It's a, it's a slow, it's a slow way, it's a slow yourself down. Yes, free me from ignorance is enough. Or let me be merged in you. If you ask a question, if you ask us, you make a suggestion. Let me be merged in you. Then what? What other kind of request you can put after that? <laughs> let me merge with you, and can you give me a car? No, <laughs> that's not merging with you. Let me be merged with you. You know. Let me marry the love of my life. No, you just forget about you. You're finished. The trouble is, do we see the value of that request? Do we see the value of that desire and what you what you yearn for? You see, rather than just mechanically following other people or what you read or what you think you should do, they have their place. They have their contribution to. Yes, yes, yes. see so many faces. 
Yes. No, what I said was that I have a friend in New York. In this room, there's a wall that is full of mirrors, lots of different types of mirrors. And I used to look at these mirrors. They come from different parts of the world and so on, the different size, different shapes, some are beveled, some you know, hand painted, some are, you know, round, some are square, some are and um but all of them show a perfect reflection. You know? Small one, big one. You know, they don't show you a different face, each one. So I felt to one day playfully I'll put a different a label on a mirror. Call it Ramakrishna. Another one call it Jesus Christ. Another one I call it you know, sort of like the Buddha, Papa G, Sri Yogiram Suratkumar, Sri Nanamaima. Like this, I'm calling the mirrors like this. And and changing the label is also you know, <laughs> like that. Because the point is in each one you see your face very clearly. The mirrors may differ in size and shape and you know where they are placed, but they all do the same perfect job. You know? So from this you were saying what? <laughs> uh, I'm glad you are saying that because uh, for me it was like a crazy mirror that you could see so many different faces. Mm. And all these years I feel like you've been this crazy mirror because so many projections came up. Mm. But here in Mount Sahaja, it's even more crazy <laughs> because it's really fast. Yes. You really something happens, and and you see the projection like seconds or minutes after that. You see, it was not a reality, uh. but in that time you were occupying that position. Mm. Understand? Yes. Like, uh, and. I could see that it was a phenomenon in terms of coming and going all the time. I see many times, so many different faces. And it happens with different people, but with you it's so intense. It's kind of but I think that the I don't know how to say but it, this is not real because it comes and goes, and you can see it's the projection so many times. Yes. But the love is real. Yes. And the love doesn't depend. You see that it doesn't depend on anything. Anything. Yes. And this, I feel this really intense gratitude. But the love seems to be bigger than everything. I even don't have the control about it. Even if I don't want to love her, even if the mind in different times comes and fights, it's already lost. It, it cannot win. Mm. It's something, I don't know, it's... Uh, yes, you put it because it's soaked, it's, it's immersed in the, in the love ocean. <laughs> so <laughs> everything, nothing can really... It's baptized in that. So somehow it's a very fortunate stage to reach where you know things cannot live 
you know, the sort of negative tendencies of the mind, so I cannot live outside the oxygen field of delusion, you know. So as as soon as it it comes into that place where you, you are now seeing, it can't really proliferate, it can't grow more strong, you know, it has to subside because the love the love overpowers it or something. Or your awareness of the self overpowers it, it cannot grow. So and I said Earlier, also that um, the the ego cannot intimidate the pure self. It can only intimidate the idea we have of who we are. And we are living so much in the in the identity of a very personal self, you see, which is already a kind of pain. You know, it's already a kind of pain. Everything that comes with it. Still part of consciousness, but as I said before, I call it two star consciousness or one star consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's still consciousness, but it's not really flowing with the, with the grace of real insight like that. So I don't really put love and truth to be in different categories or nothing. You see, I think they are just, you know. Functioning in apparent different roles like this, but it's the same thing. Hmm. But the one who loves knows, and the one who knows loves. You know, when we when we share like this, when this kind of this kind of energy field of being and satsang, it is easy to share these things because now. The, the usual resisting energies of the person is not interfering so much now. See, because very often it's very difficult to come through into such a beautiful space, an inner space of uh, receptiveness. And the state of the I am is when somehow, when the sense of person, personal identity comes, it cannot stay long with you. You see. It's like a thief cannot stay in the company of holy people for very long. It's a little bit of time they have to run out. The air is too thin. Like that. So this is why I say after a certain time, you don't have to be fighting off evil thoughts anymore. Because they just cannot stay. They cannot stay in the in the ambient of your own peace. They cannot stay there. So you don't have to make an effort. Still, one cannot really be too complacent, meaning that to say, "Oh yeah, you know, now this can happen to me. This, this will definitely get troubled." Don't say anything. Don't make any kind of, you know, arrogant claims about anything. Just keep quiet and keep the attention. In self-awareness, this is all you need to do. What can be more simple than that? It is the greatest key to every question in the universe. The greatest key, but it's also a kind of paradox that you have to have somehow a kind of knowledge and an inner understanding to turn this key. 
you can speak like that. It's the one key for everything. Mm-hmm. But there must be somehow uh, you have to know how to use. And after a while, all these questions, including you have to know how to use this, will be finished for you. You don't need anything. It really should be a delight. I felt somehow that it is such a beautiful, delightful way, because there are many ways towards the truth. Many ways. The only difference is that some takes a very long time to reach it, and some show you like a mirror immediately. You see. All the paths are going to go to the truth, all of them. Even the, even the evil path is going to the truth, but it will take a while, maybe lifetimes, because everything must eventually go home, has to come home. You see. I remember once when uh, I, I shared with you already, once I came out of the bath, you know, because in London we have baths, we don't have so much showers and stuff. And while drying off, you know, the water goes down very not so fast. And I was drying slowly and looking at this all this stuff that you wash and you leave, you know, all your all that uh, dirty water, dirty water, whatever. And with the plug going, everything at the where the plug is is swirling and just disappearing in the hole like this. But if you go further away you can see some of this dirt is just kind of bouncing, just bouncing, you know, with the energy of the water, just slowly coming, slowly coming towards the hole. When it comes to the hole, it starts to pick more speed, and then it goes into a swirl, and then it's, it's almost like it stops and drops through. Mm-hmm. And then there is some scum that's right at the very edge, of the other end of the bath. They are still under the same gravity, you know. Mm. You understand? <laughs> but they are just bobbing slowly. Like this, like you know, like this. They're just going down. Mm-hmm. They're not entered the pool mm-hmm. in a conscious mm-hmm. way. But at some point, even if they come at the last bit, mm-hmm. everything is coming very fast. Like this, you see. And then finally, there's some that didn't go down the hole. You have to use something to scrub and turn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be one of those. Actually. <laughs> but something is coming, and the more. I'm looking and say, my God, this is just the way it feels to me that this is how the universe is, you know, in terms of its spiritual um, unfolding. Like we're all like the water and the dirt together, and it's all being pulled towards this hole. This kind of hole is like the hole of being or something, and something doesn't want to go down. It's not the water. The water is going. There's not a choice in us going there. But the identity somehow, it doesn't really. Oh my God, no, no! It's finished. It's gone. Probably sounds a bit aggressive or something, but it is a beautiful thing because it's not the end of your existence. Is none really? Is the end of the the non-existence really? <laughs> And I would wonder sometime, you know, how can anyone see this and and not be just completely blissed out of your socks with these with this understanding? Say, so, my God, you know, you are so fortunate, you know. Everything in the existence is a kind of fortune, you know. What is the fortune that you are, you know? 
you exist meaning that you always exist this is what i understand so i understand in my heart you always exist. you are the existence how can you not exist if you are exist but if you identify with the thing which is your a temporary aspect i can call some part my illusory aspect is still something identical with myself but it's my illusory realm or something some part of you is illusory but don't say with understanding you don't divide and say this belongs to the devil because if you give the devil a portion then there's going to be there's going to be such friction in you if you say okay the devil also is a part of me somehow but you cannot really say that without real understanding and when you see like this then everything becomes a sort of like there's no division it's just part of the play that consciousness uses to recognize itself i can't say things like this anywhere everywhere because so much misunderstanding is waiting to happen but in some beings you can say these things my god you know that all of this is a miracle the duality is a miracle is the highest thing in fact because it shows that what is can manifest as multiplicity and is still one thing mm-hmm. you see but you have to know this beyond just intellectual con- conviction you have to just see this with understanding and how are you going to see it i show the easiest way you have the sense of being you know that you exist fix your attention only upon the i exist and hold on to it that is already a beautiful meditation by itself and it will burn whole forests of delusion was bad clean it was cleaning cleaning clean away the the sense of you know what is not real delusions and so on there we go that's all we find it hard to accept things like this in its naked simplicity because our whole life is built upon effort we have this big big delusion that we have to make a lot of effort to realize the truth of course some people are not searching for the truth i mean most people in the world are not searching for truth they are but they're not conscious that they are so therefore they are still sleeping you see because it's natural instinct to us to search for truth which to the common man is synonymous with happiness and contentment but it is a truth you're searching for because nobody would admit to be searching for a lie they're searching for the truth but but we have such a small projection of what that is we reduce it to such mundane and small terms for a while we have to play like this until we mature and become more large more grand in our scale of thinking would you can I ask something yeah. um this i am feeling i've been spending much time with it but i'm always aware that i'm looking at in what way are you looking at the i am as what in what way does it appear to you when you're looking at i am what is i am become i don't know it's some kind of feeling mm-hmm. some kind of feeling this can the i am be reduced to just a feeling could not the i am be included in what you're presently calling the one who is looking even the i am 
Is it because if you're looking at the I am, as what are you looking at at the I am? First, you have to come. The reason why I say you have to come to the I am first, because when one comes to the sense of I am, because it may seem, because the ego can also say I am, also. You understand? But it's a much more limited field. But the I am encompasses the universe and the perceiving of the universe. We cannot just reduce I am just to feeling. The the, the feeling of sentience, and that I am the consciousness itself. All of this, in fact, is the illumination of the I Am, coming out of the I Am, the godly principle that makes perceiving also um, possible. So it's only when somehow one has really sat with that and go over and over again, over and over again, you know, I Am. What can I am be in its widest aspect and its widest manifestation? What is I am? Even the question itself is it outside of I am? The questioning, you see, and then you feel the immensity of I am. Because ultimately, it has a kind of size. You know, the size of the perceiving capacity is the size of the I am. So to say that you are observing the I am is something that must show itself spontaneously somehow. That you know, what way are you observing the I am? Because when you somehow see that somehow you've been contemplating and the feeling I am either naturally drops away, that it is, it it start to feel like a costume, which has a, sh- a size and a weight. And it's being worn by something which has no size and weight. You kind of this is this something is cooking. The juice of this contemplation is cooking. And some point you you cannot find what you are. We know this I am the I amness itself is arising inside the body as a feeling of presence. The way that you know that you exist, you get up, you know you exist. Can you throw away this existence? Is consciousness being conscious of itself? Yeah. You see, what is then? What is then? Is there any space beyond this? Yes, because in deep sleep there is no I am consciousness in that way. And then it sprouts in what we call the waking state. So if it sprouts, it means it's not continuous. If it sprouts, then it must be there's an awareness of the sprouting of I am. Which was at some stage not there before in deep sleep. Yet, what was there in deep sleep? And can we only refer to that through inference? Can we refer only to that because of somehow, you know, intelligent understanding that there must have been something? Or is the absence of the I am? 
also an experiential state. And then what is experience then? Were you there in the absence of I am? Was there something which is not I mean is beyond any kind of measure? Was that there or not? What are you conscious of in that level you cannot speak? But it's here now also. And in front of it, the speaking about the I am is taking place, and the understanding about I am is taking place in the presence of that which is not taking place and doesn't have to limit itself to the expression I am, even. It's words, words again, I don't know. They have their power, it's somehow being expressed like this. There is no knowledge to collect. Everything has been burnt. But something unburnable remains. The Supreme itself is the chef, and what it's cooking, you see, is also itself. And what it's cooking for and the one who is consuming us also the self. What knows this thing, you see? Immediately um, you have no place to go or to leave. You see. Because you are without size, your size has been removed. You can't speak about this. You cannot share it. With whom are you going to share it? It's not stuck, or I stuck what I was to do. It's not that at all. It's not. Doesn't know what's stuck. What is stuck? In how can it be stuck? What is stuck? So all these words, which formerly have a meaning, because you, as consciousness, took up a position, and everything is in relationship to that position. Who are you when there's no position? Is he? So what are you going to hear that with? Where are you going to hear that? What are you going to comprehend this with? When the very act of comprehending also also is perceived. See, something happens. You know, something happens to that which cannot happen in front of that which cannot happen. It's like that. The words are now losing oxygen now. They can't go much further. They're only for the delight of this thing, actually. It's not the reason. It doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't even have to please itself. But it cannot help that whatever it touches, if we can use the word touches, because how can touch anything which is other than itself? But for language say whatever it touches, it's like the philosopher's stone. Everything becomes this beautiful thing. We wish the whole world would understand this. I don't know what it would make, what would come out of it. But it's not we don't have to worry about what would come out of it. Can we only afford one Buddha at a time, or whatever, out of seven billion? It's very ridiculous. 
Some people say you only know, once in a while the world can only cope with one Buddha, one Christ at a time. And we have to put a few centuries between them because their radiance is so powerful. Then <laughs> <laughs> it cannot be fair, you see. In the days of the I told you about the Japanese one Japanese sage, you know, Bankai. He came at a time when there was very lot of pompousness around spirituality in Japan at that time. He said that women also could not be awakened. If you're born as a female, tough luck. You know, the awakening is not for you. It's only for men. And so impregnated that it's become these ideas inside the culture. It was so deeply believed that women could not, uh, you know, your place is not this. You can do everything else in life, but awake you cannot be. Believe this. Then comes this sage. He started to speak about these things and say, Oh, this is complete foolishness you speak about. Complete foolishness. He was very matter of factual, very commonsensical. Uh, we have a term in England called horse sense. Horse sense means like very basic sense, speaking of very straight. People could not uh, refute. So powerful was his was his Dharma eye. So he broke open the minds of a lot of very tight minds. One of the greatest contributors to the spirituality of Japanese people, and many of them don't even know him. How much more obvious to be self-aware? Okay, you want to say something? Said once, like um, I do believe, like this helped me to overcome, like my disbelief. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yesterday, like I had a, quite a night of satsang tonight, and um, it's like um, like truth and love. Like brought me here, so um, there's like nothing to, to doubt about this. And still, like this riding horse, the wild horse process is mm. like going on, and, and mind like always finds something to, and you can watch it, and then something comes that um, stronger, so you fall into it and in these moments you you lose this this um this this belief um, and um, my question is like when I when I when I ask what would you say then it comes just like stay with itself <laughs> and and just stay and it will go away, like to stay there. Hold on, like and still there's something that feels in, in these moments like I have to do something like I, like and, and I felt really um not not guilty but I felt like but how why you why you must trust now? Like how what what is this? You know, like um 
there's something that's saying why you why you should trust this. Or what, no, what? Why do you lose now the, the, the deep trust you, you you feel and you have in, in this moment that like you, you kind of lose trust. Mm. It's just uh, the nonsense playing in your head. It's not like that because um, it's like if the mind, in the form of the, the deceiver, let me not put it like this, right? Because sometimes the mind can play and arise in the form of the deceiver, you know? and it will put questions to you. That seem as though they're intelligent and that they're working for you, but what it actually is doing is to keep you in the position of being a person. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because it may seem as though, but the mind saying, "But yes, but you could trust more, and you could do this." And it's what it's really saying: you fail. Mm-hmm. You see, in a way, you can be <laughs> hearing in your mind, "You fail." You think, "But I should really trust more." Like you know, I should. But what happens is that there's just feelings that are just swimming across your chest. You know, they're, mm. they're just coming in, and something is it's somehow more, believing them. It's more, it's more fear. It's more like playing with fear. It's, mm. like, it's like bringing exactly the, the thing up you, you you fear most. And Which is? Well, I, I, I never had a relationship so far. Mm. But is a fear and of rejection or something? No, it's the thing of becoming Miss Buddha, and you never find like <laughs> it's the one that you always tell, and everybody laughs. And I was, I felt like, yeah, but somehow mind is like catching me there, exactly there. That if you, that you might spend your life searching for your Buddha nature. No, just <laughs> I don't know, like. Say Todd. You you have like split desires or something. Like you know, you have a desire for the truth, but still have a desire for some like like this or. It's like the desire to experience that. To experience the. To share life. Yes. If that, yeah, if this desire is strong inside, then I don't think. What I would say, if you have a desire to share your life, say for instance, in a relationship with someone and so on, I don't want to present you either or about that. I can say that, you know, I mean, just don't make that such a big deal. It can still be there, you understand? Because sometimes we are making that into such a huge deal, like that sometimes becomes even greater than truth, or it becomes the truth, or whatever. I'm saying, you know, everything in life um, can happen. It doesn't have to be this or truth, you understand? Mm-hmm. Just focus also on, the, on, on, on knowing and being who you are. Because in knowing and being who you are, it in your mind it may make you feel that. But if I if I am really known be who I am, maybe I don't want a relationship, or maybe nobody's gonna nobody really want me. I mean, you know, I mean, the Buddha is not a fanciable kind of person, or you know, a Miss Buddha or a Mister Buddha. 
You know, we have a lot of things in the mind that 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 feels like that. But um and sometimes you have to be challenged to make a sense of choice for yourself, not for anybody else. That you know what really is really important to you. I kind of already made it by being true to myself. Like yeah. Because it never felt true, so it didn't happen so far. But yeah. something is like even in that place I am now and here with you all and all yeah. it's like it's like t- telling me like you go one step further and it's like <laughs> and it's like maybe gone you know like and, and, and I know it's not true but it's still and what would be gone the your chance of having a relationship yes. <laughs> yeah yeah whatever yeah it's, it's yeah so. Like and su- <laughs> supposing that was true, let's let's put it, uh, you know, into a piranha's mouth. <laughs> supposing that was true. Suppose you know it's like you know one more step, and you know, your 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 favorites will be finished. Your favorite idea, your favorite desire, will will just be out of reach now. It's finished. You've blown it basically, <laughs> because you you've chosen freedom instead. You know. And uh, or why not just be free and find out? (laughs) 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 Why why be apathetical about it? (laughs) 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 Because if if we're not doing this, then somehow we have a fear of freedom. Like you know. Yeah. Because then the the mind is taking charge of it. it. Says freedom feels like it's the right thing. It's a good thing to be, to do, and to find. But it's not the happy thing. It's not the thing that is going to bring me the juice of life and you know this type of thing. Huh? It always feels happy when this yeah. mind game is not like coming. Yeah. Then I'm very in that. <laughs> but the thing is that you have to also get used to the mind game coming for a bit, yeah. because if what you must what what I would suggest you not do is that when the mind game comes up, feel that it takes something away from you. Mm. This is a big thing that we do. You know, the mind is coming. Oh my God, I've lost it. No, I'm not able to. You see, and so quickly you lie down. But it's not anything at all. The mind can't go. Oh, so you think you're really this? Oh, well, who you think you are? And guess what? You've just missed your chance, you know. And I warned you earlier. You should listen, but it's too late, or whatever kind of stuff. But you are, you are, you are the self. You know what this means. You know, you are the self. You are, the, you are consciousness. Mind has no life independent of you. Meaning, you can be without the mind, but the mind cannot be without you. It's a parasite, in a sense. No, I, I can call it more beautiful things than that. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's kind of how it behaves, in a sense, that it lives, well, and it's a good thing because somewhere, even in the complexity of that, it is doing a function that is really quite healthy. Actually, mm-hmm. it's keeping you from being lost. Mm, it, it, in the morning, it was very strong. I am very happy that you brought it forward and talk about it because. It's just in this type of way that you are going to somehow transcend the 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 influence of this voice, which is not in service to your truth. Actually, 
is doing everything to put you off. It's almost like here, you're really for the first time, or whatever, really standing a chance of really finding a life that is really yours, that is really a natural life for you. Not saying it has to be here or whatever, but you are coming into that feeling, and it's bringing up a lot of stuff that you perhaps have had to put on hold for a while, or to suspend, or not to not to allow your full life to to just close itself in 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 a, in a good way, um, because we have had to do so many things to please the world or to please whatever a projection others have about yourself, or you even may have about yourself also, you know, and so. When you come here, as many people find, you know it's like fireworks or things are coming up strong and feelings and you're not quite sure and you feel you're losing the plot and all this kind of stuff. Things which, just why I say, actually, yeah, it's like your life is burning and jump into it, jump into the mm-hmm. fire of it. I zipped myself in the sleeping bag since yeah. like, uh, yes. three weeks. I'm like <laughs> yes. jumping in there. Just if you can hold this attitude. Burn everything. Don't leave anything left to burn. If you can take this attitude, you will never regret that. You know, because of course the things you're talking about, the life has to bring some challenge like this. Has to bring some, you know. So you want you want this, yeah? Well, you're not going to get it if you went there, and this that. Oh my God, you know, yeah, maybe I, you know, and really get you to really think about your. Your choices, you know, and really don't make these things into what it is about, mm. because find what they'll tell you. It is about you know you could have done this. Look, you could have really been, you know, so been a beautiful relationship. Now you could have been in a really this kind of stuff, you know, and then you make your life about that. You put it on the front page or something like that. Mm. Whereas it's really a very small thing. Mm. Everything is a very small thing. But the, the the egoic mind wears, you know, two magnifying glass for spectacles, basically, mm. and everything is going to start looking like, wow, this is enormous, <laughs> and oh my god, I don't know how to go through this and stuff. And actually, in fact, it's really nothing. It's really nothing at all. Really nothing. Because if you look at someone who is going through a kind of hell, and you look around them, and there's nothing which is a hell. But in their mind, they say, "Oh my God, you know, no, please, no, don't, don't put that there." And it's, it's just coming from here. It's just coming from inside, believing in the mind, and this like that. So I think this is very, very good. And he said before leaving, "This place is a very mystical place. Somehow, whatever is happening here, because." His earring says, "My earring is not good." And many times I don't hear it. I feel a bit guilty about that, but somehow the stuff is just jumping out of myself. It's just coming up, mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like I'm really, you know, really in the in the in the pot itself. And like other people have said, you know, like I feel like I'm burning, and that I myself, I, I am the chili also. <laughs> you know how to how to get away from the chili, which is myself. <laughs> You understand? It's not even something else is burning you. You're burning yourself. They said, but it's just an idea, and it's gone because you're holding that image so strong, 
and the instant you recognize it from a place of truth, poof, it's gone. You don't need no yogurt to put on your chilies. No thing is gone. It's just like this. So it is a for me. This is a tremendous opportunity, or you may call it journey, or whatever it is, exploration. No? We just sometimes we imagine so many things have to change, but sometimes just a simple change in perspective is all it required. You see, you don't change your perspective, and you have to you have to go and sort of like fight dragons. And unicorns, they don't exist. This change of understanding, a new place, a new centre of seeing, and you're laughing about so many things because you see how crazy your little mind is. You know, I mean, you know, how all of that can just be going on in this little head box, and at the same time, it is nothing at all. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> For the third time, <laughs> three times good night, and one more thing. Yes, I said.